Uh, Isaiah uh, 7 verse 14 says, The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And as Darren reminded us, 700 years before Jesus' birth, Isaiah the prophet predicted the coming of one called Emmanuel. And it's remarkable to think that God himself would come. That the almighty and eternal God, the sovereign Lord of Lords, the ruling King of Kings, the one who created and sustains everything, would leave heaven and come to this broken, messy world. To be born in a humble manger in a stable in little old Bethlehem. I just confirm it wasn't Dudley, just in case uh, you've been confused by that. Now, Christianity is the only religion in which God himself actually and personally came to us. In, in most other religions, we're expected to go to God or to go to a God or variety of gods. And in doing so, we're required to meet all sorts of tough demands or impossible moral standards, all in an attempt to appease or satisfy or placate him, her, or it. You know, I think some have have tried to turn Christianity into that too. Trying to make it about a bunch of strict rules and regulations and rituals, By the time many have grown up and gone through the the education system, they've come to the conclusion that God is nothing more than a big meanie, a a cosmic killjoy, watching over our every move, ready to punish us. And I'd say this to you this evening, if if you've been missold Jesus like that, I'd like to apologise to you. Jesus is in fact... Emmanuel. He is a loving saviour who came to us to be with us and ultimately to die for us. You know, poignantly, most, most religions are about man's sacrifice to some god or other. Christianity, however, is about God's sacrifice for us. Other religions have a God who is essentially unknowable, at least personally. That they're either distant and disengaged, or aloof and absent. But you know, we have one who personally came to earth to make himself known. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus said to his disciple, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Apostle Paul said said that we we could expect to really know and genuinely experience his love. And so in Christianity, we become sons and daughters of a loving and merciful God, rather than slaves 
to some demanding, egotistical bully. You know, it almost seems too good to be true that God would come to us. That Emmanuel would leave the comfort of heaven, would lay aside his majesty and glory to rescue a people who were at best lukewarm, certainly unworthy, and in many cases had comprehensively rejected him. It's mystifying that he would decide to come to a rustic, dirty stable. And it's bizarre that he would choose willingly to to save us by dying what would prove to be a slow and painful and humiliating death. Philippians 2 verse 6 says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So jumping forward a little in the story from Christmas, 30 or so years after his momentous birth, Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan and began his earthly ministry. And he spent three and a half years uh, traveling across what we now know as the Holy Lands, teaching and preaching, performing miracles and healing the sick. Knowing that, that, that his history-defining mission would have a dramatic end on a Roman cross. Do you know, t- towards that end, J- Jesus um, started warning his disciples that, that his death was near. And he made to them what can only be construed to be a remarkable statement. Reading from John chapter 16, verse 5, Jesus said, Now I'm going back to the one who sent me. But none of you asks me, Where are you going? Your hearts are filled with sadness because I've told you these things. And here comes the punchline. But I tell you the truth. It's what Jesus always said when he was lining up for something big. Verily, verily, I say unto you, it is better for you that I go away. When I go away, I will send the Helper to you. Capital H. And if I do not go away, the Helper will not come. So here's the message. I'm going back to my father very soon. And I know that's confusing for you. Don't worry, it will become clearer in time. But actually, here's the kicker. Actually, it's good news that I'm going. That, I think, to to, to Jesus' disciples would have seemed a ridiculous statement. They just accepted Jesus as the Messiah the one they'd been waiting for for generations. They'd witnessed his extraordinary miracles. They'd given up everything they had and owned to follow him. And here is Jesus saying that it's good news that I'm going. I suspect in their own heads they were thinking, hang on a minute, this is the worst news ever. But here was Jesus' logic. It was this, if I go... And only if I go, can I send you another helper. 
the Holy Spirit. The Greek uses the word paraclete, which literally means the one called alongside to help. In, in other words, I'm not just going to be with you here for these three and a half years, and then I'll be gone and it's kind of goodbye and good luck. But actually, I will always be with you, up close and personal. Amongst Jesus' final words, we often record people's final words it's as though they carry a special weight. These ones did. In Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said, And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Another little passage when Jesus is talking about the paraclete coming. John 14, verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So God with them in those 30 to 35 years in Israel becomes God with you always and forever. Just, just pause for a second to consider a question. Wouldn't it be awesome to have God with you? That would change things considerably, wouldn't it? But here's the good news. We have Jesus' promise that he is offering to be with you always. You can have, you, have him with you every minute of every day. You can have him in the room with you at that pivotal crisis moment. You can experience his love. You can walk in his peace. You can be empowered by his grace. You can receive his wisdom, even witness his power. And you can because Emmanuel came to be God with us. Now, this is great news. That reality has the power to change and to revolutionize and save your life. Let's ha have a little look at some more of the prophet Isaiah's words and ask the question, who is this God who is with us? What is it that we are going to have with us? Isaiah 9 verse 6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Who's with you? The wonderful Counselor is with you. Who's with you? Mighty God has promised to be with you always. The everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, with you. Let, let me put it like this. If God is with you, as he has promised, you have with you, at all times, the wonderful Counselor. You can have access to his wisdom and his insight and his guidance just when you need it the most. And if God is with you as he has promised, you have with you at all times mighty God, the one for whom all things 
are possible is with you and for you. And if God is with you as he promised, you have with you at all times the everlasting Father. That you can know the intimate fatherly hand of God on your shoulder. You can know the love that never fails. A mercy that never runs out. A grace that is sufficient for all you need. And if God is with you as he promised, you have with you at all times the Prince of Peace. You you can know a peace that passes understanding in every storm. Whatever the world throws at you. Whatever your past mistakes or future dreams. All because 2,000 years ago, Emmanuel came. God with us. And the good news is that God himself has personally offered to be with you. In the first chapter of John's Gospel, he summarizes the good news in a single sentence. Verse 12, to all who did receive him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. In other words, if you believe in him, who he is and what he did, and if you will receive him as your saviour and acknowledge him as your Lord, you can have God with you always. God working for you. God always by your side. God ever leading and guiding you. You know, this is God's heart and this is his intent for every one of us. To have a fully restored, real and close relationship. This is why he came. Emmanuel. God with us. And this is the true message of Christmas, for which we are eternally grateful.